Welcome, this is Eric Roberts with Worship Band Builder, and you're listening to a recorded session from Live Propel Worship Leadership Seminar from 2011. And today, in this short session, we are talking about auditions. I'm giving you some advice and some templates about how to implement auditions and why you want to implement auditions. Actually, in your church, when you do this, you're creating an open door into the worship ministry, a method to get people involved. So auditions don't always have to be scary. They're not like American Idol. It is a way, when done right, to let people know when it's time, when they're ready, and how to join the worship ministry. So listen along, download your links from the course page. So listen in on this segment about auditioning in your worship ministry. Auditioning, here we go. There are people out there waiting. So how do you audition them? It's gotta be a simple process uh, and you have to communicate it. There's a couple things you have to do. Communicate it, you have to roll them into the audition. You have to have an audition day. These are basics, but you know. Then you have to decide and tell. That's the best part. So what do you do to communicate? I think I had um, this all written out here. Let me pop over to this. To, to communicate your auditions, you just have to be really open. You have to open the door so wide, and you have to basically beg, okay? Get them off their butts into your audition, okay? You have to make yourself approachable, and you have to advertise the opportunity. Put it on your website. Put, these are just some ideas. Put it in your bulletin. Have a quarterly, yearly parties and invite everyone interested in music. You, you just get people together. You start pulling them into your circle. Open that door up and, like, suck them in. You have to follow leads. Here's one way I get good team members. When you hear someone's interested, hey, I know Bobby, he wants to play guitar. He's just got to get guitar. He's in lessons. Grab that guy, whatever he is. Call him, talk to him. Hey, are you playing? Oh, well, I'm just, you know, most people, the people that you want, the good people. Oh, I just know some chords. I'm, you know, I'm taking lessons. You know, you know it's fine. They're not going to come out and say, especially if you're already good, they're not going to say, oh, I'm, I'm awesome, Put me, sign me up, next week I'll come. You want to find the guy that's, he's already in lessons, he's strumming at home, he is good enough to be on your team, but he probably doesn't realize it. So you want to find him, you want to follow that lead. Yeah, I know Bobby had a guitar, he said he was, even played at a nursing home last week or whatever. Follow that lead, call him, say, hey, I know you've got some talent, why don't you come in for an entrance interview? I'll show you the whole, I'll show you what the team's about. You know, so not, not just... Uh, a flood of 11,000 members calling to be auditioned, but what if it's us burdened with finding in the congregation the best people? So following leads is a, is a really good one for me. It's all about, like I said, personal contact with people that you want on your team. Not everybody you want on your team, but only certain people. So you have to be able to identify and follow leads to those people. Say it from the stage. Don't Don't be afraid to say, hey, Look, we're down a guitar player right now, and uh, we're, or we're down a drummer, and right now we're, we've got this guy playing the bongos because we just don't have a drummer. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say, hey, we're, we're really light on bass players. In fact, if, if uh, this guy gets sick, nobody's going to play bass next week. You've got to be honest with your people because then, then you kind of guilt those people out of the pew onto your team. The right people will go, you know, I do play bass. I remember playing bass, and it's been a couple years, but I could do that. So you got to inspire them to get off their rear ends, you know. <clears throat> you got to embrace all skill levels and promote training opportunities. If I am putting together my band and I think, okay, we're, we're pretty good, and I say, hey, we want to have a, a, a bass player, most of the bass players are going to be out there just kind of thinking, okay, whatever. I only know three notes, so I'm, I'm not that good. And they will never come to you. They will never come to you. That's the guy you want. Because you're a mega training machine. That's what you're going to become. 
you bring them in, and then you train them up to be the, the player that you want them to be. So you have to embrace all skill levels. You don't take the guy that maybe only knows five or six chords and just shove him out. You, you bring him in and train him up. And that's, that's how you'll build a, a good, solid team. But in order to get more people to audition, you have to embrace all those skill levels. You have to have a, a position in place. <clears throat> you have to have a clear set of audition requirements, and that's important. This is the most important. And a set list of expectations. And I've given you some in your book. that you, I've already written these out. This is amazing, because you don't have to go home and rack your brain for what kind of expectations I would want my people to have. So on page number 24, I have an entrance interview form. And just so you know, all these are on my website. And uh, you'll be able to go in there and download this exact form in a Word document. Okay, and then you can change it if you want. You can put your church letterhead on it, whatever you want to do. They'll think you thought it up or whatever. So you don't have to do that. You can print it off right out of the book and just say, hey, we need to get this going. I'm going to start this way. So the thing about auditioning is you have to have a set of list of expectations for each instrument in your band. These expectations will be at the core of your training materials. So as we go into training, we're going to know exactly, almost like this guitar player should be able to play this many chords, this many whatevers, he should be able to play these strumming patterns. And if he cannot do that, yes, he might pass the audition, but he'll be a trainee, and he'll be expected to learn that before he's on the team. So in a perfect world, I would say, I'm auditioning for guitar players. Ten guys would show up. All of them would be pretty good, but two or three would stick out really well. And I'd say, you three are, yeah, you're in. You seven, and go back to lessons. You know, come back next year. That's a perfect world. That doesn't happen in churches I've ever been in. Okay, so what we have to do is adapt our situation to this. We're having auditions. We go out. We follow leads to three or four guys. We get them to come to our audition. We got them in there. Two of them can play pretty good. One of them's only got three chords down. We say, okay, we'll take all three of you. But here's the expectations. So we're going to go into to that next step, which would be training. Okay, but I'll get to training next. How to develop the expectations to fit your team. You got to think about what skills are needed for each member on your team. What skills do they need to be able to do? And if you're not a multi-instrumentalist, you may not even know. Oh my gosh, what should the drummer be able to do? I don't know. I'm a piano player. How would I know what the drummer should have to do? Now, I play every instrument, and so it's been in my advantage to, I started young and I started playing all of them. So I'm proficient at every instrument on the stage that I play on. So I can actually write this up and expect and teach this, but not everybody's like that. Not everybody can play every instrument, and some people have maybe two they play, or one or whatever, three. But I encourage most worship leaders to just learn every instrument. That way, they, you know, even if you have to like learn the bass one year and then next year learn the piano, just get good at everything. I, I find those musicians to be the most versed in any instrument. They can just, they can uh, use that to their advantage their whole career. So pick up an extra instrument if you can. If you don't have this, it's real easy. You find your top musicians that you currently have, and you say, hey, Bob, I know you're my lead guy. What do you have to do? What's it take? He says, here, you have to know this stuff, and he can write you out a sheet. Or you can just turn over to page 25, and you can say, I'm adopting this new core uh, core skills sheet for everybody. This is what I would use, and I wrote it out real quick, but it's basic stuff. And I'm not going to read through the whole thing. Let's just go through acoustic guitar. If you are going to have auditions, you have to have this. I don't know how you could audition somebody without this. Just look at them and say, yeah, you, you can probably do it. I mean, so you have to have some set standard. 
And it can be two lines, it can be a paragraph, it could be this. But you have to know when they come in, you cannot leave it up to your subjective idea of if they're good enough or not. Don't do that. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. You'll never build a great team if you're just subjectively taking whoever comes up. Don't do that. Know all, so if, if you were to have an acoustic guitar player, okay, they come in for the audition, and you say, do you know all your open chords? Yes, okay, play one. Okay, G major, C major, you can give them a test. I do it with all my new students. I make them play every chord, and if they don't know, I just write down when the ones they don't, and then I help them learn those chords. But basically, you know all your majors, yeah, okay, D minor, okay, E minor, F minor, whatever. You know, give them a little test if you're the guitar player. Now, if, you, if you're not the guitar player, I'll teach you how to do auditions with people. Like, you could have your guitar player with you, and you could say, here, this is Bob. He's going to go through this test with you now. Bob can say, can you play E minor, D minor? No, okay, know that form. How about, uh, can you do your, let's say, bar chords? Let's do all the major seven bar chords. Can you do those? Yeah, okay, yes. Bob says, yes, he can. Uh, can you play your power chords? Let's play this progression. So that's something that could be over your head, but you're not. That's okay. Things can be over your head, but remember from the beginning, know when to ask for help. So in your audition, you're going to bring along, who knows, your guitar player, maybe. Unless you're the Mac Daddy guitar player yourself. You go. Uh, okay, Bob says, do you know the, the six major strumming patterns? What are they? Okay, they're right here. Here's a sheet. Can you play those patterns, please? You have to have some set, okay? Do you have a guitar with a pickup? No, I just got this guitar right here. We can just put a mic in front of it. Well, that's not going to work, Bob, because we plug all, or, or, you know, whoever you're auditioning. Know what they need to have. And if they don't have it, tell them. Well, in order to be on the team, you need a guitar that plugs in. So for another 80 bucks, you could probably get one that plugs in or whatever. Um, my teams read the Nashville number system, so I'd say, do you know how to read it? They'd say, no, they'd start whining. I'd say, learn it. Okay. The Nashville number systems, they'd have to know how to read that for my team. So I put it on there, but you don't have to. <clears throat> so basically, I've put together a real a simple skill sheet that you could use this in your auditions. It's not like super hard. You could say, do you know how to play a 4-4 beat? Can you play an all... For drummers, it's, um, can you play a steady beat with a click track? A lot of them cannot, cannot do it. A lot cannot. So can you, can you play to a click? Is that going to matter? Do you want them to? You should be using a click track probably. But if you don't, can they at least keep a steady beat? That's important. So in other words, you're, you might know where your team is, and that's where you're auditioning at. Okay. If all your drummers play to clicks, then the, the fourth drummer you bring in, he, he should be able to play to a click too. Or you should raise him to that bar. That's, that's part of training. Hey, do you have a drum set at home? No, I don't practice. I just play whenever I'm around. That's bad. But you want to know this stuff up front. So this is some of the core skills. You got an instrument. You know how to play. Can you play for a drummer? Can you play a drum beat, a really fast, like 120 beat, whatever. Can you play that really soft and then really loud and then really soft and then really loud? Can they do that? Most drummers won't. But a good drummer will be able to play, a, say, an up-tempo beat at a soft tempo, at a soft, uh, soft sound, at a soft sound. They'll, they'll ruin your band, basically, if you're not controlled, if they're just back there cranking on the drums. Because when they play fast, that means they play loud. Okay, so you want to know some of these things. That I'm, I'm just explaining some of these core things to you. Um, bass players are easy. I mean, most of them, you know, just play. I, I want to throw in a bass joke right here, but I'm a, bass players. It's hard to know, but if they can read their strings and notes and everything and play good, they're probably write this down. 
the most, one of the most important parts of your entire band, the bass player. He is one of the most important parts. He is so important, and a lot of people just kind of, eh, throw the bass player off, you know. But if you've got a bass player who can play solid, play on, play all the time, be there, be strong, you, I mean, it's, it's money. And the bass is not really played up that well. Everybody wants to play guitar, you know, and that's fine. I mean, I, I'd get like one bass student for every 100 guitar students I'd ever have. But, um, so you want to you look at your bass player too. Um, but, most bass, but bass is also a very easy instrument to learn. A lot of beginners can learn it really quickly. It's really easy to get going on a bass. So you, with your bass player, you just want somebody solid, tonally, rhythmically, and, really, and just be there and be solid. Uh, let's see. You could be playing all kinds of wrong chords or something on your guitar, and the bass player, as long as he's on, it covers everything. It brings the band together. It's like the, it's like the, the sound. I, I'm just going through this. I probably need to move on. If you have any questions about specific instruments, I, you can ask me at the end. Okay, so the core skill sheet's important, and knowing, having some basic understanding of what am I looking for, okay, in every instrument, because that's part of your thing. Uh, let's talk about if you're having a hard time finding musicians. Uh, let's see. If the qual you're looking for quality people, you're not looking for quantity. You you really want less people. You you want more quality people and not a bunch of people. I know. I mean, some churches I look at their stage. There's like 80 people on stage. I'm like, what are they? How do they do that? You know, just get a good quality group. I've like we watched Lincoln Brewster last week. And his band is like him and two other guys and a drummer. They sound amazing. I mean, it's like the most amazing sound in the world. Their bass player is just like, the tone is so big and it just fills up the whole room. When you get the right people, you don't need a ton. You need quality people. That goes for spiritual, friendship-wise. And when you're auditioning uh, people, we're going to talk about teams in a minute, but you're... You've got to use the audition process to protect your team. You know, I had some people that have come to me in ministry that would be like team destroyers. They're like really weird and off base or whatever, but they got to be on the worship team. And so when you have this team mentality and everybody's got this flow and then you got this one weird guy that's doing all this weird stuff, you got to be careful. So you got to look at your audition in all these ways. Your team is, is something that you're really going to protect your team. So, um, if you're not used to the ideas of auditions, let me just tell you this. Commit to it first. You have to commit. And this depends on your level of commitment. You raise the bar. People look up at that stage and they go, wow, those people got there. And if I want to go there, I'll be able to just audition or interview. And then I'll be on that team. You've got to raise the bar of your team and you commit to it. Like, not like this guy gets on because he's your friend and all these people have to audition. Just commit to it overall. So there's an open door at your church for people to go, yeah, I know how to get on the team if, I'm, if I feel like that's it. Seek and desire to develop people. Set your expectations very high. That's what I would do if I was going to set up an audition process. I'd set it really high, like so high that people thought, ooh, like it's an honor. If they got on, it's an honor. Don't make your team like just, eh, we all just got up here. Anybody else want to jump up on these instruments, go ahead. That's not going to help you, Okay. Have a set audition requirement. Have a clear entrance process. Um, and this is the benefit. It opens the door for others to join. It allows you to select the best musicians, really. It allows you that opportunity. 
if you don't audition, then whoever shows up with their guitar and they think they're on your team now, but then two weeks later you find out they don't know their chords and they're acting weird, that's your fault. You didn't audition them. You just opened the door. So it gives you the, uh, the opportunity to assess their skill and place them in the right area. <clears throat> also, it gives you the opportunity to direct someone else, to, to direct them to another ministry. And that's how we'll, I'll teach you how to Do you guys want to know how to say no? The, for me, the audition process is kind of hard because at the end, if you have to say no, it's hard. It's, I've had to say no a couple times, and it's awkward, and it's, it's hard. Here's how you deal with people that aren't ready. So they come in, they, they play, and they're not ready. So you have to have a plan, and you have to be ready to discuss that plan with them. Don't just wait till somebody bad comes in and then realize, oh, my gosh, they're, they're terrible. i got to figure out some other way to not say yes. Have a plan, okay, and here's some things you can do. This will happen to you. And this is why most people don't like auditions, especially us worship leaders, because we're like pastors. We're family. We're friends. We don't want to come in and tell Susie that she can't do that because she's terrible. So you say that you offer individual lessons and training to that person. They want to play. They can't play. They're not that good yet. You say, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that for right now it's a no, but in three months, if you take lessons for three months, then I want you to re-audition and we'll talk about it. If you're able to give her lessons, go ahead and give her lessons. If, she's not, if you're not able to teach like uh, piano and she's auditioning piano and you just can hear that this is bad or your piano player says no, we, that, she doesn't understand what she's doing, send her to the university, send her to the local music shop, send her wherever. But here's my opportunity. I spent most of a couple years in guitar lessons and four or five years in music college. My, we paid for it. It's, it's, it's valuable. Music lessons are valuable. And if somebody's coming to me and wanting to play, but I say, no, you're not quite there yet, but they're not willing to take their own money and go buy lessons, that's not my problem or my fault. And teach them to value that. Teach them. Yes, lessons might be $80 a month, but you're asking to be on the worship team. These, this, this is a team of skilled musicians. Do you know your relative minors? What? Well, then maybe you should learn that before you try to come on the team. That's a little bit extreme, but. Do you know your bar chords? I don't like bar chords, they hurt my fingers. Well, you need to grow, and, and I really wanna see you play on the worship team, but you gotta be able to play the bar chords, you have to. The people that you're coming on with all know how to do that. So you see how when you set the bar high, you really do a better service for you overall, because if, if everybody up there is kinda of stinky, then it's kinda of hard to say no. No, you're just a little stinkier than the rest of the stinky guys. Yeah. So you want to train <laughs> and raise the bar. And then your audition process is simple. Most people won't even approach it. Then you can kind of try to reach into the uh, congregation and find people that are in that willingness to come into your team. But if, if you got people up there just hacking around on their instruments, it's going to be hard to tell most hacker musicians no. So that, that's, that's where training comes in. So how to deal with people that you assign musical mentors. This is huge. You say, I want you to play, but I want you to come to rehearsal for the next six months, and you're going to plug in, and we're not going to hear you, but you can hear yourself. You're going to play with our team only at rehearsal. That's a huge thing, because most people aren't even ready. They, they think they are, but they can't even follow yet. So offer musical mentors and bring them in and let them rehearse. So I say, hey, band, this is, this is Bob. He's going to be playing guitar with us. Then he gets to know the team. You get to check him out. He gets to strum, and then pretty soon he's like, I can do this. I'm ready, and, and you'll hear too. Hey, I heard you. It's, it's a way to bring them in. You got to bring them in and you got to train them. All right. So I hope you can see just by listening to that segment on auditioning, 
But auditioning is a tool, a fabulous tool for growing your worship ministry and directing people from the congregation, from the pews, up onto the stage, but giving them a process, an actual safe process. Um, One last note here, just think about somebody sitting in the uh, pews of your church and they're wondering about how to get involved in worship ministry. If there is no entry point, no specific set way to actually get involved, then oftentimes they will not get involved just because they're not so sure that they're good enough or they're not sure how to uh, get involved. And so by implementing some type of entry form, some sort of uh, entrance interview, audition, whatever you're going to call it, you are giving an open door and a specific method for growing your worship ministry. If you have any questions or concerns about starting this in your church or how to move forward, uh, feel free to contact me right from the website, worshipthekingcom God bless you. I continue to pray for your success.